listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here, and welcome back to another podcast episode where we are doing our, I think it's our sixth house hacking mastermind. Uh, my co-host Ben Einspar will confirm that in a minute. Ben, is this is this six or five? This is six, right? This is number six. All right, so we're we're at lucky number six, and Ben's got I, I think a little different agenda today. And um, so before we kind of jump into that and we turn it over, so we got our other co-host Jeff White with us. Jeff, how's it going? It's going excellent. I'm happy to be here, and it'd be nice to reverse the roles here and. Uh, have our ladies take over and yes. us just ask questions. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, let's maybe we can flip the script and uh, we can just take Ben's agenda throughout the window. Um, <laughs> we won't do that to you, Ben. No, so actually, it's going to be a cool show because we got Suleika. Um, so, Jeff's fiance. How's it going, Suleika? Fantastic. I'm so happy to be on the podcast. Yeah. And so, we want to get you and also Allison, so Ben's wife. Allison, how's it going? Great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Again. <laughs> so we wanted to bring on just obviously always get as much uh, input from the ladies as possible, especially from their perspective as house hacking, because I think Allison's a, her tagline, her bio is great where she's a self, what, what's your former house addict, house hacking skeptic? Is that what you call yourself? Yes. Yes. Turned so, advocate. Yes. And now you guys just closed on your second place. I think what the last couple of days. Yep. Yep. Um, in the process of closing on there. So wanted to kind of get your guys in here as well so we can get your in, uh, your input. So Ben, take it away, man. What's the agenda? Awesome. Well, uh, first, for those uh, are, are listening and not watching the audio, we're actually recording this in our empty house. Uh, we just finished moving into house hack number two, but we're still waiting for internet to get set up. So... That's why we're improvising, and we're actually uh, recording this through a now clean house hack number one. And uh, on top of that, I'm super excited for this recording. I've been looking forward to it ever since we met, ever since Jeff, Sulek, and Alice, I'm all met at Old Town Arvada and had a few yeah. beers. <laughs> yeah. And I know, like, I think if we would have just recorded, uh, while we were having those beers, that could that could have been um, a conversation of its own or a podcast of its own. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Um, actually, when we're going to do a little something different, uh, we have some questions we're going to go over, and Jeff's going to ask a couple to Allison. I'm going to ask a couple to Seleka, and we'll go from there. It's going to be a good time. Awesome. All right. Well, cheers, guys. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Who goes first? We're going to do virtual rock, paper, scissors then? Or, uh... <laughs> I like that. I like that. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three shoot. Scissors. Uh, so I so I now do I who do I I'll, I'll ask Suleika. You go ahead. Suleika. <laughs> yeah, who who? Wait, wait, sorry. Who, see your hands. Yeah, so Jeff had scissors. What'd you have, Ben? We couldn't see your hands with the video. I had paper. 
Oh, okay. Yes. So, Whoa. so Jeff wins. Jeff, your call. Are you going to? Are you going to ask the questions or <laughs> make Ben? ben take the ball. All right. First for ben. <laughs> All right. All right, Suleika. I just have one question for you. Well, actually, a couple. Based on your experience, what tips can you provide on managing the house hackers that listeners will not find anywhere else? Okay. Um, well, so I know that in the last podcast, or not the last podcast I was in, which was two and a half years ago, um, we mentioned that it's important to assign drawers and to make sure that um, that roommates know where they, where they can put their stuff. Well, we followed that rule for a little bit. And then once we moved out, we just stopped. We we're like, okay, you guys are on your own. Do your own thing. Okay. So we move out. And then we had about, it's a three-bedroom unit down there. So we had about six tenants move in and out throughout that time. And um, <laughs> is this house hack number four? Is this your, because just so the listeners know, oh. Jeff and Suleika are living, are house hacking in a 10-bedroom, six-bath. Is that correct? <laughs> you got yeah, too many baths. We only have four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. You guys, I mean, you two are all-stars. You're, you're all-stars. And I can definitely relate when, like, the, as you're all gung-ho up front, but then when you move on afterwards, you kind of get complacent i guess is that what you're saying and we did yeah that was our first house hack with um with roommates and so we were like oh that was great all right let's do it again we move out and so then we filled those vacancies and everything seemed fine um when tenants would move out after about six months they would leave the room spotless and we would go in and be like great thanks um fill it and out of sight out of mind i mean we would just like go on with that with our lives okay so recently that unit that had the the um three bedrooms where we had tenant roommates we ended up um having those tenants um live in the upper unit uh and so of course we had to go in and, and clean out the whole thing and lord jesus we <laughs> didn't clean it luckily <laughs> oh gosh okay so we figured this out uh, the hard way that when you don't assign drawers um and here's tip number one definitely assign drawers and keep them assigned always because here's what happened is after that time went by when roommates would move out they don't necessarily go to the fridge and get their food out that they had in there or the freezer or the cabinet. They might take, you know, some of the things there. We furnish everything so they don't really have pots and pans, things like that. So they just kind of bypass the kitchen and just walk out. Well, because the rooms are spotless, we were just like turning them over. Um, as roommates move, were moving in and some of the food started to smell, of course, they would like throw it out. But it wasn't like a deep clean of the kitchen. So... Rosa, the cleaning lady, God bless her heart. <laughs> what did you say her name was? Rosa? Yes. Rosa. Yeah. Rosa. She sounds like an excellent clean, uh, excellent cleaner <laughs> and just awesome. a sweet lady. Awesome. <laughs> she ended up 
this was after the place was cleared out. She ended up taking two huge bags, uh, uh, these big black bags that you normally put weeds in and stuff from outside, full of food, just trashed food that um, people left behind. And I was like, oh my God, what a filthy mess. <laughs> so, um, Tip number one, before you move anybody into your place, and this is what I've learned, take a picture of your empty refrigerator, save that picture in your phone, not just in your camera roll, because as soon as you reach your limit, you're going to take, you know, take those out. Those aren't like sexy pictures, obviously. So put that like separately in a file that says, you know, your address, whatever that has pictures for that house. And then um, make a version of it and then write in, you know, Tom, Jerry, Joe, and send that picture to the roommates and say, hey, these are your assigned spots. Um, mm. Like assign those spots so that they know exactly where they're at. And when as soon as Joe moves out, all right, now go back and then just write in into the picture, um, you know, Sally, whatever. So everybody knows their spots. And then when that roommate moves out, uh, then Rosa can come in and she knows that she just needs to clear out that spot. Whatever food is left behind for that person, boom, that's out of the way. Now there's a clean spot for the next person. And it just keeps that refrigerator um, continuously clean, continuously uh, with you know, food for the roommates that are actually there. Yeah. <laughs> we found out that there was food from like two and a half years ago so that that's yeah if you saw the freezer it was 90 percent of what was in that freezer was from probably two years ago and there's no one the current roommates that live there now just used a little bit of it they just adjusted because rent by room tenants just adjust to things they don't really say oh well i'm gonna throw all the stuff out because they don't they don't know whose it is they think maybe it's the other roommate so they just leave it in there for months years at a time and um that's what happened yeah, they don't want to disrupt anybody else's food. So that's, that's such true. a so, great like it's so it's so simple and really like a small thing in the you know in the act of owning a property and running a rental. But it's one of those small things that makes makes a, a big difference a couple years down the road, and just the small things that streamline things. And I'm glad you you, you mentioned this, Aleka, because I often. Yeah, as we're talking to new clients that want to do room by room house hacking, we often talk about, hey, where's that trade off? Is about, hey, how much time does it take? Because it does take more time to do room by room rental, and is it extra time and effort, you know, worth the extra income? And I often tell people, I said, you know, there's always that learning curve you go through there, but you have to, you know, no matter how many systems and processes you have, you still have to do it for a while and refine it. Because once you do and learn these little things like that, you know, that all just it compounds and saves you a bunch of time down the road. So that's a great tip. That is right. Uh, um, something uh, as simple as olive oil that's left behind in a cupboard that has a six month shelf life. Um, cookies, two months shelf life. So even cabinets is another thing too, because no one's just going to go through the cabinets and start throwing things out. I know Jeff would probably eat those cookies. Yeah, there is leftover cookies. <laughs> are they oatmeal? Are they oatmeal raisin or chocolate chip? <laughs> they're chocolate chip. I'm definitely going to eat them. And just save with some other tenant. If oatmeal raised, then I'll leave it for them. So, so the chocolate so like, chips look like raisins. So like you, you and Jeff are are your strategy is your 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 rent by the room. So if you have continual uh, turnover in tenants, so you may have uh, 
a four bedroom house and just one tenant is moving out. So they're taking their part of the refrigerator. Is there just a little section that you, you clean or that they, they need to clean out or how, how does that work if they have a, maybe a quarter or a third of the refrigerator that, that, that is theirs? Well, if they have a quarter or a third, they could either clean it out or not. Um, I really don't think that they're doing this to be rude. Um, they're le- literally leaving the room spotless. Like you can't even tell anybody was was there. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. However, in the haste of moving out, that's the last thing you think about. So you're just on your way out. I mean, there could be another roommate cooking while you're pulling your last box, box out of the house and you just don't think about what's in the fridge um, because there are just other roommates there. But when you have that assigned spot, now you know, we can send the cleaning lady or ourselves will know exactly because we've kept track of um, whose shelf is whose. We can go in there and just get rid of that, clean it out, have it ready for the next person. Now say, all right, this is your assigned shelf. You send like a group text to everybody so they can see, hey, this is their spot. And um, hopefully they respect the space. I mean, I don't know what other way. I don't know yet what other way it could be better. And now, but you definitely don't want to end up with um, all this expired food, where at the end of the day, you don't know who whose food is what. It literally was thinking of a whole entire fridge filled with food and a freezer, mm-hmm. and that's in this two one and a half trash bags filled of that stuff, and that's pretty much what the cleaning. I don't even know what the people that were living there with what they were using, or if they just always ate out. But it was literally like the whole fridge. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, this is insane. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, do they eat? Do they ever cook anything? And they have. We have a guy that <laughs> at a restaurant, and he just didn't have any food in there. I don't know. It was weird. It was really a weird situation. This is our North Glen house, our second house. Yeah. Okay. That you know the 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 side door. I thought that could be just a a common door: ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, and it's just whatever you put there anybody can grab and i thought that was a good idea no it's not a good idea literally assign everything to the the door the shelves and fridges these days um you you can take shelves out i I just did this the other day i was like you know what there are three of us in this house let me just keep top shelf middle shelf lower shelf and that's it like it's one person how much do you really need to have in there and most people don't cook all the food that they have in there so it's worked out great. I love it. I'm so happy. That I, love it. And I, I hope anybody that's doing house hacking with this. Yeah, I mean, that, like, so that's a, that's a phenomenal tip. So, Jeff, what's your question for Allison? All right, Allison. Uh, first question, seven part. <laughs> part one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> part, uh, again, what has been since you've done Airbnb a lot, what has been your most challenging guest experience and how did you resolve that and learn from it? That's a great question, Jeff. Thanks for asking that. (laughs) I would have to, I would have to start that answer out by saying we've largely had really nice guests. I think one of my biggest fears when we started, this was dealing with really difficult people. Nobody wants to do that. And they're in your home. Um, so I was, you know, worried what kind of people are we going to get? But we've largely had the most, the, the easiest people, the nicest people. We've had a couple of challenges. And I'll talk 
talk about one of them. <laughs> we um, we had this couple coming to stay with us for about a week, or was it a week and a half? It was a long stay. I think it was ten days, um, last summer, and yep. And uh, so we were outside working, and when guests check in and we're out and about, we'll introduce ourselves and say, "Hey, are you so and so? You know, you're in the right place." It's always kind of weird pulling up to some home and like, "Am I in the right place? Am I knocking on the right door?" Or, you know. So we try to make them feel like they're in the right place if we're out there. So we. We went out, introduced ourselves and said, hey, you know, Ben said so nicely, is there anything we can help you with or whatever? And the guest husband says, oh, yeah, you can get all of our bags for us. <laughs> wow. Wow. Did Ben wear the little hat too? Kind of like, <laughs> okay. So did you get, did you get him, Ben? Like, what was your response to that? It's kind of like. Well, he just went out there I and grabbed it. Absolutely. I took, <laughs> I took them all on one, in one trip. In one trip wow. with Allison. Uh, <laughs> do you think it had to do with maybe where where they're from at all? Like uh, where they grew up? Or the, um, yeah, possibly. But I'm not going to stereotype any, any sorts of people on the podcast, of course. However, I this all comes down to expectations. So guests that are normally staying in hotels where they have full service, Someone takes their bag, somebody parks their car, somebody brings their food up, somebody cleans their dishes, all of those things. It's a different experience than being in an Airbnb and staying in someone's home. And, you know, maybe everything isn't five star, you know, maybe you have to jiggle the handle when you flush the toilet or, you know, things like that. But um, so I knew at the very beginning that we were going to be hearing from this guest every day and it wasn't going to be a good thing. I could just tell when he was walking in. So Ben grabs his bags and we're walking through the gate and he goes, mm, that gate doesn't latch all the way. And so, okay, it, it does. You just have to give it a little, you know, push and Ben's carrying all of his bags. And so the gentleman grabbed the gate and I was like, okay, let me help you with that. No big deal. We're walking around the back to the entrance and making friendly conversation. And he goes, well, it's a nice fence. How much did it cost? I said, okay, well, I don't really remember, but anyway, entrance is right this way and just kind of odd conversation. <laughs> and so we get him inside and just kind of a strange character, but that's okay. And he's, oh, this is nice. We left him to it. Um, didn't hear anything. And the next morning, Ben left to run an errand or something like that. And the way our Airbnb is set up is we have a kind of a back corridor. We have a window where this, their stairwell is, which looks into our area that's covered by a set of blinds. And so that's just kind of our privacy. People aren't really hanging out in the corridor, so it's not a big deal. But anyway, I'm sitting there eating my breakfast in our little breakfast nook, and he pokes his head through the blinds, through the window, and says, hey, where's Ben? <laughs> well, good morning, good morning huh? Did he? Did he want? Good morning to you. How? <laughs> Thank wow. you for coming through our window. <laughs> uh, so immediately that that uh, made me a little bit upset. You know, like respecting people's privacy. We're not going to go into your area. Don't come into ours. If you need something, send us a message. We'll respond right away. Or knock on the door. Yep. We'll respond right away gladly. If you can't get a hold of us, then 
bang on the door and he'll come running. But uh, so he's poking his head through and stretching out the blinds and he says, where's Ben? And I said, well, he's out at the moment. Is there something I can do to help you with or help, help you with? And he says, yeah, there's just a lot of things wrong upstairs. And I, I just need to talk to him. And I said, well, actually I'd be glad to help you. You know, I'm actually the host. <laughs> so um, what's going on? And he says, well, this futon is just unlivable. And I said, okay, are you trying to sleep on the futon or trying to, like, what are you trying to do or whatever? And he said, oh, I'm not sleeping on it, but I just can't sit on it. It just, it's not comfortable. It's unlivable. Like, okay. Well, maybe there's a spring. It's, it's not the greatest futon in the whole wide world, right? It's, we got a new mattress and it's decent. We've never had a complaint. Okay. We had one complaint before that it wasn't the most comfortable to sleep on, but we hadn't got around to replacing it. So I thought, okay, let's legitimate. We'll see if we can do something to make it more comfortable. We'll send him up later and we'll take care of it. Is that okay? And he goes, yeah, but also, you know, it's just really unfortunate. There's a step that goes up to the bathroom. I was like, well, unfortunately, that's a structural thing and can't really change that. But we did indicate in the listing that you'd have to climb stairs in order to get to the unit. So hope you saw that. You know, I hope the first 12 stairs weren't an issue compared to the one step to the bathroom, but not really something we can change, you know. So he just went down this laundry list as he's poking his head through my window, which I'm already livid about. <laughs> so, um, the last thing he complained about was uh, the kitchen table. So we have a kitchen table with a drop leaf to save space. Most people come and it's couples or two people staying. When there's two people staying, we know how many guests are there. We put two chairs out, we drop a leaf, we push it up to the wall to give them more space. Two chairs in the corner, super simple. Two towels, four pillows, whatever. So we know there's a couple staying there. So that's how we have it set up. And he says, you know, you really should set this up as a formal dining room. You, you have that table pushed against the wall and those chairs, just pull it out. It would look so much nicer. I don't know what you guys are doing or whatever. And I said, well, you're welcome to do that. You know, make yourself at home. You know, just this laundry list of weird complaints, things that are easily adjustable. <laughs> like The blinds aren't closed. Okay. So anyways, I was livid because he had invaded my privacy, first of all, and his nip picking list. But, um, so I took a break. I said, well, we'll chat in a little bit and we'll figure it out. So I stepped away and talked to Ben and I said, you know what? I think we should do something to fix the futon, but we need to talk to him about his expectations. And so I sent him a message and said, Hey, let's have a quick chat. Whenever you get a second, we'll figure out the futon. And he came down and I just said, you know, look, you're in somebody's home. You have to respect our space. And I think we need to adjust our expectations. You know, you're not the Ritz. We're not charging you Ritz prices. This is a very affordable price mm -hmm. <laughs> for what you're getting. It's reasonable. And if you're not going to be comfortable here, we're glad to refund you for the rest of your stay. We want you to be happy. And, uh, oh, no, no, it's lovely. Everything's lovely. Everything's great. I just wanted you to know these things. And he went through them again, of course. And so long story short... <laughs> <laughs> we went out, bought a new futon that day at American Furniture Warehouse. <laughs> Hauled out the old one, delivered and installed Wait, the new one. You went out and bought a new futon just for him? No, okay. but yes, <laughs> we needed a new one anyways. We just hadn't we hadn't gotten to it yet. It's okay. a pretty big purchase, right? Yeah, I mean those aren't cheap, right? And he was going to be there for ten days, so I'm thinking, okay. 
30 divided by 10 is how many days of the mortgage that he's going to be paying for. Like, well, maybe now's a good time to go get a futon, you know? And maybe he's pleasantly surprised by the fact that we go out there and we buy a new futon and he'll probably complain about something else, but <laughs> at least we did our best. Right. <laughs> so what was his response when you got, I mean, cause this is amazing. Like that is like amazing customer service. Like I get like, Hey, it was on your to-do list. Hey, let's just go ahead and get it off our to-do list and maybe shut this guy up. Um, yeah. But when he delivered it and installed it, like that yeah. is red carpet treatment. Like what was, I, what was his reaction? Was it grateful or? Well, he, <laughs> we didn't see them till later, but I did send a message to his wife. His wife actually booked. So she, I, she and I corresponded through the app and I actually didn't see her much in person. And so with him in person, with her through the app and they weren't around. So we installed it, we finished it and it looked great. We got a good deal. It was fine. We needed to buy it anyways. Um, and so I sent her a message that, Hey, it's, it's in there you know, hopefully you guys are much more comfortable now, yada, yada, yada. And she sent a message that, thank you. It's lovely. We really appreciate it. So she was lovely. And, um, and then we didn't hear much from him the rest of the day. They left a great review. Um, they left a nice, a nice note in our guest book. Um, he did follow up with Ben on his way out and said, you know, it must feel good to get something right, huh, buddy? Or something like that. And I was listening from inside and I was like, ah. I could have just, but you know, so Ben didn't have to clean up any messes of mine. I just kept my mouth shut and stayed inside. <laughs> so, not ben, you had quite the ego boost. So for, yeah, for anyone listening, <laughs> that anyone listening that's doing Airbnb, you take pride in what you do and your decorations. Even like Alice and I, we did all the renovations ourselves. So you take yeah. pride in what you did and you take, and sometimes you take things very, you can take things very personal if it was just like something you bought and you and you immediately rented it out, it was just a straight investment property. You wouldn't take it as personal, but when your sweat and blood, sweat, and tears go into it, you take it a little personal. But if that is one thing that you can you cannot do, it's 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 a business. It's it's like Chris said, or not uh, like Jeff said, it's a people business, and um, you just can't take it personal, and and you have to take it take a deep breath and not overreact and think what's a logical thing to do. And then you take it from there. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff he said was condescending, but it's, it's, it's very important to keep good reviews. They're a long stay and yeah, don't let it, don't let it get to you. I mean, they left and so, it was easy, a challenge that we overcame. How, how close were you to, cause you, I think you guys have a much higher tolerance than I do with situations like that. Like how close <laughs> did you get to being like, shut up and deal with it or get out? Like, cause I mean, I imagine like, I can imagine if I'm eating breakfast and someone sticks right in through the window blinds, I'm going to be pissed. Um, yes. and just a bunch of four letter words coming in, you know, hop, you know, happening in my mind. <laughs> like how close were you guys? Like screw the reviews, just <laughs> get out. Yeah. I think um, I'm a little bit used to it. I worked in the hospitality industry during my entire 20s and in high school. So I worked for Hilton. I worked for Ritz. I worked for Marriott. And people are mean, man. Like, I, if you've worked in hospitality or the service industry, you've heard it all. And um, so this was, this was really minor. He 
He wasn't yelling. He wasn't belligerent. He was trying to be respectful. He was just, you know, <laughs> he was just very condescending. And I did take it personally because we put so much blood, sweat, and tears upstairs and love into that area. So we're super proud of it. But, um, but yeah, I think I was more concerned with, you know, let's see what we can do to make him happy, A, because he's paying a huge chunk of our mortgage this month. And that's what we're, that's the bottom line. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. So it is hard when they're in your home though, you know, and that's why I had that conversation with him. Like, look, you're in our home. You have to be respectful of our space. And so right after that, I took a big piece of packing tape and I taped the blinds to the bottom of the window. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still there. And I was like, those blinds aren't going anywhere. You try to poke your head through. Let me see it. <laughs> did, did you set a BB trap? So if you did that, like uh, nails would come out and poke him or anything like a home alone, a home alone trap. Like home alone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We should have, but um, they were fine and quiet the rest of the stay, and so maybe they just needed to get it out of their system, and maybe it was their first Airbnb, and that's why I wanted to have the expectation conversation with them. Like, it's not a hotel. It's a different experience. No matter where you travel, it's a different experience, and so expectations have to be appropriate. So, Yeah, and, wow. and it's just a game of, it's a number, a game of odds. If you have 50 to 70 guests a year that stay in there, odds are you're going to run into a couple headaches. And if you go into it already having that in your mind, it's easier to overcome and you, you just expect it. Put that one on the headache list. And I mean, here, here's the reality the though. thing that oh. I saw in that was that a person that particular chose your Airbnb over somebody else's. That would make me feel like, oh my God, the super picky person chose to stay at my place for 10 days. And at the end, he did leave you guys a good review. I think, wow, all this blood, sweat, and tears attracted a Ritz Carlton type guy. That's awesome. So yeah. Great job for you guys. Chris, what were you saying? Uh, not, uh, I was going to say, you know, in the grand scheme of things, especially dealing with tenants, like that's not really a bad tenant issue. It's it's more just annoying and like what a just what a weirdo. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, having tenants that could, you know, trash a place or commit issues or sit there and not pay rent for months, like it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just a lot more personal as a thing. Yeah, yeah I guess it really was more personal. <laughs> so if Ben was there with you in the kitchen, would that have made a difference? Well, Ben would have been nice and just gone up there and taken care of it right away, probably. But Ed, I don't know. He might have been a little bit milder. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. So, Allison, before we, uh, you know, before we hit record on here, or before, before we record on here, you were you made some comment about flipping the script. So did Jeff here too. So, uh, take your question for Jeff. Let's throw an audible in here. I love it. You prepared? Well, no, I wasn't, but I I always have a lot of questions for Jeff and Salika because. <laughs> I feel like they are like the ultimate house hackers and I have so much respect for you guys because you really house hack. I mean, I really like my privacy in my space and you guys really get after it. And I just, I respect, I have a lot of respect for you guys. Um, so I've actually been asking Ben for a while. I'm like, you need to have Suleika on. I want to hear about 
like from her perspective, I want to hear what's going on. Like she's living with like, I don't know, 10 other people. I don't even know like (laughs) how many people are in their house and like, how does she get ready in the morning and how does she make her pancakes? So like, I don't know, (laughs) all those things. I'm like, you need to have her on. She has so much great insight. So I'm really glad you guys are on, but I would love to hear about your most challenging roommate experience. I think we heard some when we were all getting drinks, but um, yeah, what's been your most challenging roommate? Maybe. She's asking you, Pity. For me? (laughs) (laughs) Or are they different? (laughs) I think she was asking, uh, I think she was asking Suleika, right? Oh, me? Well, I guess it's both. Both of you, I guess you guys have shared the same roommates for a while now. No, Allison, you're asking the question. Who do you want to answer? Pick. You're you're in the driver's seat. You get to pick here. We we flip the script for you. Okay, well, let me see if they have the same answer. (laughs) Let me ask Suleika first. Who's been your most challenging roommate? And let's see if Jeff's matches. (laughs) Like, oh, what's the big deal? But it's a big deal for me, and it might be a big deal for you or any of the other ladies out there. Okay, this was it. Um... Usually, uh, I just do, I would just do laundry whenever uh, my basket was full. I'd be like, okay, time to do laundry. So I would just do it. I'd be done. No big deal. Until literally, what is this? The fourth house hack. Or the third one, last one. Last <laughs> no, one. This one. Is it no, it was the last one. She's still fresh in my mind. Okay. I was doing laundry. I put it in the dryer so it's not just clothes that's wet and you can't tell what it is. Now it's dry, so you you can tell what everything is. Um, (laughs) I was drying my clothes and I left for like not even that long. Shouldn't have done that, but at the same time, it taught me a big lesson. I left and then one of the roommates wanted to do his laundry. And so then he like pulled my stuff out of the dryer. And these are like my delicates, like... I don't want to. <laughs> I paid <hate> you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, like grabbing my bras, my panties. Like, no. So I I come home and like my basket is, is full of stuff and it's all dry and it's just all in there. And I was like, oh my God, babe. Somebody touched all my shit. Like they just look, sorry if I cussed. They just look through, like, they just saw. <laughs> Ew, oh, my God, no, 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 no. We have to, no. And Jeff's like, what's the big deal? And I was like, um, it's a big deal. For me, it's a big deal. I don't want people putting their hands on my clothes, whether it's wet or dry. It doesn't matter. Like, don't touch my stuff. So mm-hmm. we decided to resolve that issue once I calmed down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we decided to uh, just set days. And it was so simple. I mean, we just... We, you don't think about some things until it happens to you, but we just decided, okay, let's have everybody pick a day um, or even two days if you don't have very many roommates in that room. And you can say, okay, you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever you want. And then if you don't make it one day, then you can do the laundry the next day. And never again have I had to deal with yeah. that issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is not fun. I was at Ben version two. I was like, oh, it's no big deal. It's uh, it's all good. We'll just talk to him. It's good. It's not a big deal. But I I didn't really understand the, like, obviously men's clothes are, you know, way simpler, not as nearly as um, delicate. (laughs) 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 
So yeah, and ever since we resolved that and created the days for laundry, it's resolved that issue. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Everything finding a solution. It, it like everything you've been saying, Sue, like is 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 easy. Like just it's everything's figure out. You can figure out anything. It's just coming up with the simple solution. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all we're and all here for this. Implement absolutely you know, down the line, and it's going to pay off. A small little tweak. Yeah. Great question, Jeff. Would you say your uh, answer would be the same? Was that your most challenging guest experience? No, yeah, no way on that, that one. That wasn't the one I was thinking of at all. <laughs> yeah. We have two different people in mind. Um, most challenging, it wasn't a roommate. I would say just a couple. Um, that Northland house again, going back to that. Basically, when we did this, uh, she was mentioned earlier, we did the switch. We brought the rent-by-room people from downstairs, upstairs. And we got rid of the people upstairs. They just did not renew their lease. So that was my first time not renewing a lease. Um, and it was a mess. It was basically um, at the time when they moved out, probably 15 people living in a three-bedroom, two-bath place. Um, another seven adults, eight kids, something like that. That's, that I know of for sure. And wow, it was just... Um, you can imagine how much damage you could do to a place. Luckily, um, they had a pretty high security deposit, which I pretty much used 95% of it to cover. They destroyed a brand new carpet after two, two and a half years. They destroyed, uh, like they burned, have a burn mark on a fridge. They had uh, door jams they messed up. They put holes in um, door, like holes in walls for some reason. Um, stickers from the kids' room. It was just like scribbles. Um, let me hardwood th- floors throughout, otherwise, that carpet all that carpet the whole upstairs had, been re- had to be in replaced because of how bad it was in that one room. That the, the laundry room had carpet and it was brand new and it was completely had to replace that whole entire carpet. That's how bad it was. Um, so that that was my word. And I got more complaints, and um, right before they moved out, all the tenants below the rent by room people that are usually more laid back, they complained to me i got text message phone calls emails multiple like last two months was more complaints about noise and banging on ceilings cussing at each other sometimes even picking fights like i'm gonna call the cops or why don't you come down here and talk like you're so stupid no one would ever go to yeah no so dumb. But there's nothing we could have done. We, we, yeah, that's a tenant okay. dispute. Tenant to tenant. To figure this out, please be adult. And they did try. Like they talked to each other, or at least they tried. But the tenant above the um, the family, they just she just didn't care. Unfortunately, she just said let the kids run around, never take the shoes off, and never listen to anybody, not even me. Um, so that was my worst. Like I like I said, more complaints in that two and a half three month period. Before they moved out, then I got all my other properties, all my other tenants combined. How did you resolve it? How did I resolve it? Resolved it by uh, getting them out. (laughs) (laughs) They all switch a room too. Because, guys, there there is a saying that says, um, God, I hope I get it right. Um, (laughs) Life was made from the constant um, improvement of the candle. 
Uh, so sometimes you really just have to switch things completely. And what we decided to do, because I said, Jeff, okay, if we get another family in there, you're probably going to deal with the same issues. So we can't just say, oh, okay, this family is quieter than the last. Like, it's going to happen. Kids are going to be kids. We can't stop them. It's fine. Like, let them live their life. Plus, oh, the pandemic was going on. So kids yeah. were not in school. So there was just noise 24-7. Yeah. But what we did, <laughs> but let's just flip-flop it. Yeah. Let's only rent a family downstairs and do room by room upstairs. Problem solved. Yeah. And since we did that, um, so we haven't received one complaint. Nope. I mean, the they're rent so by room happy. people, yeah, they're both really happy to be leaving, living where they're at, and it's worked out beautifully. And the car situation, you can imagine, with 50, uh, eight adults, whatever I said, plus the rent by room people, there's like 11 cars out there. So it uh, after that, now it's whittled down to just basically four cars, um, which is more normal for that neighborhood. Um and doesn't draw a lot of attention. Like you can imagine when I put this funny thing, when I posted that ad on uh, Facebook marketplace, uh, a friendly neighbor chimed in saying, thank God you're getting new tenants in there. It looks like a junkyard over there. So <laughs> the uh, neighbor I never met or seen before, just some random person. <laughs> they just oh, know. No. <laughs> so did you kick, did you have to evict those tenants? The, it was the bad ones? They were month to month, luckily. So at the, I just said, okay. I'm not renewing your lease. And I gave them, technically, I gave them 30 days. Um, but it's, that's a whole other topic for conversation of um, getting people out sooner when you're yeah. not renewing leases. But they moved out after 60 days from when I gave them notice. Okay. So not, so some pushback, but not a lot. Yeah. I mean, they, they knew they they were getting stressed out too. And they, they had a you know big family. They need a place for this themselves, not sharing any walls and like that. And they can make all the noise they want. So it worked out uh, for the best for both parties. They wanted it too. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. That could be a whole nother thing. How to, how to terminate, properly terminate and deal with yeah. all of that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no but, further uh, questions regarding uh, laundry <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I, I got that's uh, you can see how we're different. Is um, I wasn't even thinking that laundry person at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny how that happens? <laughs> so, Suleika, do you want uh, a shout out asking a question? Um, yeah, sure. Do I want a shout out? Oh, okay, okay. Can we do um, Allison? I have a couple myself, but I would love to know, are there any quotes that you go by that just come to mind whenever a challenging situation comes up or are during, during these like, you know, Airbnb type situations, or even when you said blood, sweat and tears went into you fixing the upstairs of your Airbnb. <laughs> so what kinds of things did you like hang on to that just really help get you through that challenging, um, character building moments <laughs> <laughs> so diplomatically put Suleika, thank you that's a great question um that is a tough question um i kind of like live laugh love no i'm just kidding ben hates that quote so <laughs> that's why i threw that out there <laughs> um one quote that I that comes to mind often is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. I love that one 
and it can be applied to so many aspects of life. Um, whether it's trying to tile the curb of your freaking shower or, um, handling a difficult person. Um, it just, it can be applied in so many ways. And so I guess it really gets you thinking outside of the box. Like we keep trying to do the same thing. It doesn't work. You know, what else can we do? Um, gosh, that's the, really the only quote that comes to mind, but you know, any of those customer service quotes, you know, if the guest is, we you want the guest to be happy, guest satisfaction is the most important, you know, so any of those. What about you, Ben? Well, first, Allison, that was, that was brilliant. I know you're, you were uh, kind of put on the spotlight, but I absolutely love your response. And now I have to follow up with that. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> uh, I'm Googling something right now. <laughs> uh, um, I don't have a special quote. It's just something that always comes to mind is, is for example, um, the past few days, Alice and I had, have had a lot going on. We're, we're moving out of our current house hack number one and moving to number two. Moving isn't fun. After all, this is our sixth move. After all this, I don't know how we accumulated more things. I think it's just that we've had a bigger, bigger space, but we had more things. So, and then we're having anyway. a baby. There's yes. More stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, having a pregnant wife, it makes, makes things challenging. Um, you know, you know what I, you know, what I mean. I'm digging myself into a hole, uh, but when you're, so no, he's when, right. you're, he's right. when you're going through it, it seems like it's the end of the world. I think I've said this before, like, like, um, it's, uh, when you look back, it's not as bad as it actually is. When you look back on it, I mean, it sucks when you're going through everything and it's miserable, but if you go back, um, Let's say, let's say, well, one of the main reasons Allison and I house hack is one for more financial freedom and peace. And two is we love traveling and we love going on vacations. So when we're sitting on, sitting on the beach somewhere and we think back to, uh, oh, we had to clean the baseboards. I just cleaned all these baseboards. I bet we have any rental. We have the cleanest baseboards you'll find. <laughs> uh, I'm just um but there's when you look back on it, it's it's worth it. Everything that you do is worth it. The it's little sacrifice, which some people view as a large sacrifice for great reward. That reminds me of two, what you guys just said together. Right, reminds me of two quotes. One of them, um, especially the one sitting on the beach, is "Don't expect a large trophy for small effort." Uh, it's just not going to happen. That's not how life works. And the other one is, and I don't know who, who said these things. They're just, they just play in my mind. Sometimes. <laughs> is, um, if you do what's hard, life will be easy. If you do what's easy, life will be hard. It's always easier to do that. easy thing, but it, there's no payoff. So those are awesome. Board is definitely going to pay you guys as margaritas on the beach and, you know, your, your, your children's um, college tuition and whatnot. So yeah, you guys are really uh, breaking a sweat for your own success, which is important. Chris, do you have anything? Any quotes? <laughs> <laughs> 
or just something when when the long the long days i know you uh starting your business there early on it was seven days a week was there something that kept you going of like there's a purpose there's a why something something along those lines yeah um oh, oh no that's chris not me that's for Chris. <laughs> I just, I mean, my things are, I, I like challenges. I like, I like the, Hey, I can build something new, do something new, but bottom line is I, I'm a grinder. Like I am not the smartest person. I don't think I'm the fastest person, but I will work my ass off more than pretty much anyone else out there is always my attitude. And it's just like, Hey, I will work, 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 work. And hopefully a lot of times, you know, my, my metaphor is you hopefully kind of do that easy and kind of go through doors and windows. But sometimes it's just, Hey, if I, bang my head against the wall long enough, I eventually get through the other side. And that's that's my attitude, is just work. I like that. I love it. Grind nice. it. All right, so Chris, how are we looking on time? So we have right about now? 10 minutes left. Okay, so with that said, I have um, a, new, a new segment I wanna do for it. And um, to go back, one of my, one of my, if, I don't think Chris has published his 2021 investing strategies book, but one of my goals for that was continual improvement for the, the house hacking masterminds podcast. And that every once in a while, I want to have like a bonus episode, for example, the one we're having right now, um, investing from a female perspective. Um, and there's also something I want to do to, and I want to expand on down the road and maybe, for example, house hacking, focusing on short-term rentals only. So for anyone listening, I guess, be on the lookout for that, for those in the near future. And if ever, anyone listening has any ideas similar to what we're doing, my email will be in the show notes. For So reach out to me. And I mean, because I think with when Chris, Jeff, and I created this podcast, uh, it goes back to the, our main purpose and goal was uh, continual just growth and um, of the Denver Metro house hacking community and just encourage building your network. Um, but with that said, I just created this uh, yesterday. Is It's called the, uh, the Podcast Rewind. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play both Allison and Suleika we're on previous podcasts about around the same time, about two years ago. And I'm going to play uh, uh, episode from one of those or, or a, a portion of it. And I'm going to go back and uh, see if their thoughts have changed. And we're kind of, I'm working on this on the fly. So um, here we go. Um, Allison, are you, are you good if I go first with you? Sure. All right. Interrogate so me. Uh, um, I'm going to play a clip from the, uh, our first podcast together with Chris recorded about, like I said, a year and a half ago. Uh, our Airbnb was maybe a month or two old. And in the podcast, you're, uh, the, you're describing your initial thoughts back in 2015 when I first brought up landlording. That's not it. <laughs> 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 so how how long was like been into it before you got into it are we talking months yeah i'm just curious like what was the because um, this is a very that's a really good question couples. i remember a very distinct time when ben and i first started dating 
when he was looking at buying duplexes in Omaha. And to me, that just sounded like a nightmare, a ton of nightmare. So that was back maybe 2015. All right, Allison, when you first heard about it, a tenant nightmare, do you still think about that? Or after being a successful house hacker for two years, do you still feel that being a landlord is a nightmare? Um, I would say no. I would say it has its challenges for sure. I think the greatest challenge for us has been finding the right person and going through the screening process and find the right tenants. That's the part that I hate. <laughs> Once we get a win-win and we get somebody in there and expectations are appropriate and they're happy, they have a place to live that's for a reasonable price and we're happy, we are, you know, we're getting business, then it's good and, you know, there's nothing awful that has really happened. But trying to find the right person and going through sifting through all the all the crap that's a challenge for me. Now we have, we don't have a lot of tenants. If we had a lot of tenants, I might feel differently. It, I might not be able to manage that, <laughs> but, um, but no, I wouldn't say it's a nightmare. I'd say it's manageable. It just takes a lot of work cleaning, lease, writing a lease, thinking through all the nuances of how, how to make your house work for the next people that are moving in trying to get your home ready for other people to move in. I mean, we've been doing that for the last month, like just fixing all those little things and making it, you know, great for the next people to move in. So, um, so no, I would say it's not a nightmare at all. And it's certainly manageable. Well put. Yeah. Oh, nice. Thank you. Good. You're still on board. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on board with certain criteria. <laughs> Allison, what, what are those, uh, what's that certain criteria? Well, I am, I'm not as committed as Jeff and Suleika. I'll tell you, they are really committed. I love finding really creative ways to hack a house. I think I've talked about that in the past. That's so fun. I love looking at Zillow and being, this doesn't have a mother-in-law, you know, tag, or it doesn't have a kitchenette tag, but oh my gosh, look at this. You could totally do this, this, and this, and it would be a great Airbnb. And I love finding those things. So for my criteria, it's privacy, separate entrance, and like self-sufficient. Like they can cook their food, they can go to the bathroom and maybe even wash their clothes all in their unit and not even poke their head into mine or vice versa. So, <laughs> so I would say that's my, my criteria. <laughs> privacy. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah. And, and Chris, you being a realtor, I think that makes your job easier. If someone already knows what they want and what they're, what they're looking for, that helps you when you're searching, um, for possible, uh, new house hacks for your clients. Oh, absolutely. And that always comes down to, you know, always trying to figure out what people's goals are and what that balance is because everyone, especially in different stages, like, Hey, when you guys bought your first house hack a couple of years ago, you weren't pregnant. Now you're starting a family and that, you know, that next evolution of starting a family, it changes what you need and what in the house. Obviously privacy becomes a lot more important usually. Um, and so it, it's also just figure out what those needs are and really identifying, Hey, what are the, the must haves? These are the just no goes. These are the, yeah, we'd like them, but 
we can live without them or, you know, compromise on some of these, really categorizing things in those buckets is the, is the way I always like to try to get our clients to talk about and always get people to think about because there's no, you know, there's no right investment for everyone. It's always that balance. Of, hey, what makes sense for your guys' personality, your wants at this stage in your life as well? That's true. Totally. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So now going to, was everyone able to hear that all right? Yes. Is that good? Yeah, it actually came through really well. Great. All right. Suleika, this was a podcast recorded with you and Jeff, as well as a couple interview, a couple's interview around the same time frame. Um, and I believe during that time, you were you and you and Jeff were uh, on your on your second house hack and uh, rapidly looking towards house hack number three. Yeah. There we go. Awesome recap. So, Salika, your opinion on house hacking, just um, when you're looking at house hacking number two, were you gung-ho? Did you not want to do it? Like, what was your just attitude towards getting the next house hack that you guys were acquiring? Well, I was definitely all for it. Absolutely. Um, because once we look at the numbers and, and how much extra we're making a month, um, we always try to live below our means. So it made it look like we just got raises at our jobs <laughs> and by doing really nothing too that, that's too strenuous right all right so if you look at that you're, you're it looks like your main focus was kind of on the money side is it, it has anything changed since then i'm glad you said that uh and i know right i'm not even a person that's driven my money and when i Finally, really took a look at at things, um, especially with the lockdown. I had time to make a vision board and do the whole thing. But I really got down to the nitty gritty. And no, actually, neither of us are driven by money. It's we're driven by freedom, and that was one thing that we learn um, that that really drives us is that that freedom later on. Um, freedom to, you know, if Jeff wants to sell coconuts on the beach. He can do it, but that's not going to be our livelihood. It's something that he can do to enhance his life because he wants to have fun and um, and do something that he loves. Or if he wants to paint all day, he makes these beautiful paintings. I just love it. And I can't wait to see him grab that, um, that, that passion again and have the time to do that. So definitely not driven by money. And actually, I learned so many other things that being a house hacker has, has taught me and has... Um, ingrained more in me and has um it has uh, just things that have helped me blossom in my own life so i'm gonna rattle off a few but um i'll give you an example of one but um literally like increased love freedom growth discipline patience um gratitude has gone through the roof personal growth uh, direction, balance, self-improvement, all these things have really happened. And I've, I've noticed it in my life and I've noticed it and even in Jeff too. And it's just amazing. If we wouldn't be house hacking, um, and we would have had that condo that we, it took us two years to find because we thought, oh, this is going to be our forever place. We would have been going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home and of course all the fun stuff in between but you know six months from now we we would know that we'd still be living in that same place right now in three months we're already going on to our next so it's like super exciting to get things 
together to get things ready to go. And um, I love, I love that part. It's a new scenery, a new everything. And um, yeah, I, I was focused on the numbers without realizing that it can really make some changes um, within our relationship and just for even just my personal life. Um, one thing that um, I'm reminded of was um, this time, this one time I was doing some landscaping and this was at this house and I was yanking weeds and I'm grabbing the weeds and a snake. I don't know if you guys can see my fingers, but like a little garter snake, like makes it through my fingers and I'm terrified, <laughs> terrified of snakes. I can't see them in commercial. I can't see them in movies. Oh, they're so gross. So like I felt something that it was like moving as I'm yanking weeds. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. I could have easily just gotten Jeff on the phone and said, babe, let's just call landscaper. Like, I'm not doing this. This is, oh God. I, I like right now, just even talk about it. I could have threw my gloves out and just said, let's just get a landscaper, babe. Like, please, I, I don't want to do this. But no, after my mini freak out and the neighbors came over to like come kill it. Um, <laughs> and I went back to work because my focus, what I wanted, which was a, a decent looking yard, my, what I wanted was more important than what I feared. And I didn't realize that until later. And I thought, oh my God, never in a million years would I have done that? Would I have just gone out there? I've just been like, you know what? I'll just let those weeds stay there the winter time. They'll just die, whatever. No, I was more focused on the end goal than what I feared. And I fear that a lot. I'm like, I'm shaking right now. <laughs> but yeah, I made it happen. And so it taught me that discipline, um, patience too, which is the day you plant the seed is not the day that you're going to eat the fruit. You have to be patient with it and enjoy every moment. Don't just hold back and feel like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to suffer for five years until I have five rentals. No, no. Have fun every day and enjoy the people that you're around and enjoy the process. Because um, I heard this other thing where it said kids aren't as happy Christmas afternoon as they are on Christmas morning. Why? Because it's the anticipation and it's everything. By the time the afternoon comes around, they've already opened the presents. They've, you know, everything's like, oh, okay, cool. But it's that anticipation. So definitely savor it. And I love to, to savor every bit now, um, even when not so fun things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Learning experience. <laughs> But I was going to say, so like, that's, I mean, a great story that you use, but also just a general, like, great metaphor that, hey, you know, you, you have the goal, focus on there, and typically nothing goes according to plan. You're going to get the, the curveballs, the surprises in the grass, and you just have to deal with it the best you can, <laughs> pivot, and then get back to work and stay focused on the goal. Because those things can take you off track, and then you don't achieve that goal in six months or two years or five years. And it's just a great metaphor for just, staying focused and, and handling with what life gives you. So I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And anyone listening, go back or rewind and listen to that again. So like, that was so, there's so much gold packed into that. Your, uh, teaches you greatness, gratitude, personal development. I'm a big, per, I'm a big proponent of personal development. And then your want is always greater than your fear. That was, that was, that was great. Well, yeah, put. Awesome. I couldn't put any better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna repeat. Be your, yeah, that was good. 
Well, guys, we're, we're just over the hour mark, so we'll, we'll start wrapping up here. But, uh, I mean, Ben, I, I like the new segment you did with the audio clips. I know that takes, I, I've done that a few times in the past, and I tend not to do because it takes a lot of work to do it. I've had to go back and, and listen and take notes and prep. So I'm impressed. I like it. I know what it takes. I know the amount of work it, it, it takes to make that happen. So thank you. And then Allison, Salika, Jeff, thank you guys so much for coming on the episode. This was a, a great one. We appreciate your time and your knowledge. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Of course. All right, Thank everyone. <laughs> Till next time. Cheers. Cheers, house hackers. Cheers.